Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good, good, good. Um, let me know when you're recording, Antoine. I can like, intro it. I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I'm already started. Perfect. Um, all right. We are here with uh, Florida State offensive line coach Alex Atkins. Coach, how's it going today? How's the uh, early offseason treating you so far? Man, I'm looking out the window of my office. We just got the tornado, tornado warning, so kind of making sure this thing don't, this water don't get too crazy out here, man. But other than that, everything is awesome, man. Yeah, I'm actually I'm up in Atlanta right now, so I'm definitely sending some good vibes down down y'all's way. I mean, I saw it getting kind of a crazy down there. I mean, I guess walk me through. I guess I mean a little over a year on the job now. I guess talk about a little about. Obviously, you didn't have the ties to Coach Norvell. What what drew you to joining his staff? And I guess what your first year on the job has kind of been like for you? Oh, man, you know, with everything, it's just experience. You know, the, I knew what I was coming into. Coach Norvell was very, you know, open. And I wanted to be with Coach Norvell and then a place at Florida State. I mean, you know, that combination, I thought, was could be magical. But, um, no, man, everything from this year was, was development. You know, relationship building and development. You know, um, you know, I wish I had the magic stick to come in and, and make them superstars. But, you know, the first thing we had to do is come build a relationship where the players, you know, trust you and and um, and and get their goals and aspirations and make sure the plan that I'm putting in place applies to what they want and them understanding that that's where I want them to be. And I'm going to hold them accountable to what they said. Then the second thing would just be developing them each day or each day. They, you know, that's what I love about football is every time you play it, there's a, there's a lesson learned you watch from the professional to college coaches are learning lessons every day players are learning lessons every day so just making sure i took advantage of every teachable moment this season i thought was the focus and and um, i thought the guys did a really good job of learning those lessons and, and progressing as we went through the year all right coach atkins just uh just talk about the offensive line last year going back to that and just also just uh the strides that they made throughout the course of the year what, what was your assessments on that uh, I was one. Well, I was proud. You know, we didn't have a lot of ego because multiple guys had played multiple positions and we had multiple lineups, so we were able to gain valuable experience just because you know pretty much everybody who was eligible to play got into a game and um, got some real game experience and, and in multiple positions. So I was proud of that fact. You know, of them, you know, saying, "All right, let's go get better," and um, and not having much ego with position and, and and things like that. And I thought eventually what that did was instead of breaking building continuity between five guys we got continuity with you know 14 to 15 guys which um really built the the, the, the the relationships with each other in the room which i thought was very beneficial so um you know overall i thought the improvement was was awesome on the field but also better off the field now we got a lot of long way to go you know there's still a lot of lessons to be learned and and football to be learned you know coach Novell always says knowledge is your the greatest talent. So as we keep learning those lessons and developing our bodies, you know, we had a bunch of young guys out there playing, you know, who, you know, we love football, but there is a threshold of, of strength and size that's required to play at a high level. So, you know, we want to go through the offseason and achieve, achieve those goals also. 
you talked about continuity. I mean, you're going to be, I guess, the first offensive line coach at FSU to return for a second season, I think, since 2017. Obviously, the, the, the constant turnover, I'm sure, made a lot of things challenging for them. How much do you think that continuity of having you back for a second season will make a difference for them this offseason into next year? Uh, you know, in this business, that's kind of not almost the norm, but it is a valuable when you can have a, a coach return for the second season, especially as much turnover as they had. But uh, the more valuable of it is, I think, is that the, those guys are building the continuity with each other. Um, I think the voice being heard consistently is important because at least you know the standards, the goals, and expectations. So that gives you a little bit of at ease where you don't have that nervousness of learning somebody else. So I think there is a comfort level, but there's not, the continuity in the room is what I preach of. You know, I'm here to push you where you want to go, but the closer you guys get together, which you feel, you know, gets that bond that, you know, it, it, it almost can get to the point where as long as that room is tight and they have standards and goals, whoever comes in here, they'll be fine. Uh, talk about just the, the additions that you've made. Um, I mean, it's no transfers that, that, that came in, at least not yet. Uh, does that say mm-hmm. that you're kind of satisfied with the group that you already have uh, right now? No, we're actively recruiting, you know, anybody we think is good enough to help us play and win a football game. You know, that, that, that never stops. So that process will go on until, you know, forever. There's always room for improvement. And we're always looking to add value to the room. So I don't know if it, you know, tells a story, but, you know, I just believe we're always going to be looking for good players that can help us and advance the room. All right, to follow up on that really quick, though, just uh, just talk about the unit and the confidence that you do have in the guys that are here already. Uh, confidence is, is built through preparation. You know, I'm very confident in how they're preparing to be able to perform in the future more than anything, you know, not really based on the results, just the process. And I see the process getting better. I see how they're coming to work and how they're approaching each day and, and how they are attacking the work is what gives me confidence in everybody in the room. You know, the result will come, but I, I do like how how they're attacking the process. I'm very confident in, in that part for sure. You, you, you obviously, you're looking like you're going to bring back, I guess, the entire line from last year with uh, three younger guys, I guess, four, maybe even five. Some guys rotated in and out. And then the two sure. seniors using that extra year, I guess. How did that process kind of go with Devontae and Babion? How did the conversation, your conversations with them go? And I guess how did the decision come down? And I, I mean, it, it, it's an obvious question, but how important is bringing them back? But, you know, back to my original statement with the bond in the room. You know, when when you can build that strong bond with each other, there's no recruiting conversation that needs to take place for you to come back. They want to be with each other and they want to see each other reach those goals and get better together as a unit. And I think that continuity of having a coach back and them being together and getting close to it is what brings that when they want to come back and be together and, and, and keep getting better to achieve everybody's goals. So it's very important because it shows that they want to be here and they want to be a part of that room throughout all the adversity that they went through. So that shows me that those guys are coming close together and really, you know, instead of selfish goals, want to see each other as a group and a unit achieve goals. Uh, when you talk about Robert Scott, uh, just in the instant, in the contribution that he made on the offensive line last year, when did you know exactly uh, he would be a benefit to the line, and how much of a building block do you feel like he is moving forward? Well, yeah, I don't think there's like an aha moment when you think, oh, this guy's ready. You know, anytime you put a freshman out there, 
you know, at this level, you're always worried or concerned for not only their well-being, but their mental well-being because it's a lot that goes on on the field. I was proud of Robert because of how he stepped in there and, and how he handled it. You know, he, he, he told me this. He, he approached every week like he wasn't playing that game and he was wanting to attempt to play. So I like the way he prepared is what got him for the moment. So I have high confidence in the way he prepares, which let me know he was ready to go play. Um, but no, anytime you can play a freshman and, and gains that experience and, and loves being here and loves the guys in that room, I mean, you know, that's an amazing, amazing thing, you know, that's going to help us build toward the future. He, he's one of just a number of guys, of younger guys, I should say, who kind of stepped into pretty big roles up front for y'all this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they're kind of different situations. Dante and Darius played more the year before you got here than Maurice did, but just the three of them, I guess, how did you see them grow together, holding down their kind of side of the line this season when as much as they played together? Same thing. You know, Maurice is the only one that probably consistently played the same position and Dante probably a little bit more. And then Darius played multiple positions this year. I believe that, you know, their experience is good. And even though, you know, Darius, you know, he was a freshman. He, he did the four-game rule, so he didn't play a bunch. But he played more than the other guys. And Dante played a bunch. You know, he basically started pretty much every game. So I thought that experiences were good, but it's still how much have they played with each other and how much had the bond grew in the room. So I have confidence in the young guys. I am ecstatic that I have young guys returning who want to be here and who want to prepare together and want to develop. So I think the upside of all of those young guys you name is that they still here wanting to, knowing they're still hungry that they haven't gotten where they want to be. So that's the biggest benefit of all of those young guys. Nobody really separate from that. And I think that's what the big thing is that they're seeing is that, you know, there's always talk of the individuals in that room and they're starting to see it as more of a unit. Whereas, you know, they're not going to, you know, oh man, this, you know, Rob is doing this and, you know, most when this is more of how can we challenge each other to pick up the whole results and process in that room. Go ahead, Kurt. With this past year, I mean, obviously it was a, as bizarre an offseason as there's been, I mean, in college football, in, oh, yeah. in maybe ever, honestly. I mean, I imagine losing those spring practices, losing the access to the facilities for, I mean, the better part of three months was probably as tough on your guys as any, just in terms of, I mean, the size they need to be at to play and things like that. And, I mean, how, how much extra they may have to do to kind of be in the, the shape they need to be in. I guess how much do you think, an intact, maybe not entirely normal, but much closer to normal offseason will make a difference for your guys, especially someone like Darius, who I know was limited last year, coming to come off the injury as well. Yeah, this is his first offseason. He had labor surgery the last offseason, so this is the first time he'd be healthy in the offseason. More than anything, I think the impact of the offseason, you know, everybody had the same challenges. I don't think our position was different than any other position on the field, whether it be quarterback, D-line, or corner. Everybody wished they were around their guys and got the football experience. I think the thing that made it unique was the things you talked about it before, where they didn't have a lot of continuity. I get hired in January, and then in March we're in quarantine. So it made it rather difficult to build the relationships because now you're not around them physically. I think that impacted it more than you're talking about really skill performance or development and things like that. Those are coming, you know, and, and, and they're attacking and they're hungry to do that. But just when you come in in January and then in March, you're away from them. I thought that we had to use unique ways to still build the relationship of trust um, to be able to get the goals that they wanted to, uh, to reach. Uh, so with- that's what I think affected that more. 
uh, with that though, uh, kind of pig, uh, piggybacking off of that, just how much was a year? Uh, obviously, players uh, in Norvell's system more than a year, and now you're going through getting a little bit more normalcy now. How much of a big impact do you think that would have in moving forward this year? Uh, of course, you know I think the easy answer is to say, of course, if I can be around them more, yeah, I would love that. You know, um, we're still not out of the woods. There's still some restrictions and some things going on with this pandemic that we have to respect and understand that there's a process to getting back to normalcy. Now, compared to last year, of course, man, with all the advancement that we're having and what we learned about the virus, there's going to be much more progress than the year before. But to say it's still going to be normal, I think it's 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 it's, it's, it's premature. You, I know, I think I remember you and Coach Ravel both talking before this past season about wanting to kind of find not just the group of five guys, but the group of maybe eight or maybe even nine guys you feel like you can count on and rotate mm-hmm. in and out as needed because obviously stuff's going to happen over the course of the season. I guess now with spring a couple months out, do you feel – how much more confident do you feel in having that group of larger than just five compared to where you were then? Um, I don't know yet, to be honest. Um, we still have a lot more preparation to do. It's hard to judge that off of, of um, small sample sizes that we, we've had together. But I am confident that we will have, you know, eight to nine guys that are able to go in and perform at a high level once we get to that point where it's time to line up and, and face an opponent. But um, I can't say today that um, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in having nine, but I know I will be once we get to that point. Uh, when you talk about Bison, I mean, he's on campus right now, and you got Rod that's not there yet. What would you assess where the incoming freshmen are at this point right now in their development? Um, well, they just got here. You know, I, I, don't, I would say we got a long way to go before we can assess you know, their development. One thing I'll give Essie a shout, I think, you know, he comes from a really, you know, a good high school with a good off-season program where, you know, you see the Twitter videos of him lifting all his weight and, and working out and things like that. I believe his his body is going to be, you know, in, 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 in good shape coming from high school where he's supposed to be a high school senior enrolling early. So I'm very, you know, I have confidence in the offseason and the program where he came from where they can, um, you know, get his body ready to withstand a little bit of the game. But other than that, yeah, I don't have a, an eval just yet. The, the the run game, I would say, you would agree, is the, the, was the strength of the offense this past year. I'm sure, obviously, some of that can be attributed to a guy like Jordan and what he frees up. Some of that, the running backs, obviously, talented in their own right. Well, how much of a role do you think the offensive line and the, the strides you made there played into the success you all are able to find pretty consistently on the ground? I believe it's all inclusive. You know, um, Coach Novell and Kenny do a great job of, of putting the plan together to put the kids in the best possible position. And, um, and I believe, you know, finding out what they do best has a lot to do with that more than, um, you know, any individual group. And I, and I, and I say that all of them made strides to make us be able to successfully, successfully, you know, attempt to run the ball. And we still got a long way to go and reaching where our goals are, where we want to be. But I think we've taken strides, which is overall improvement and Kenny and, um, Mike putting those guys in great positions. I know it's still early for you. I know you mentioned that a few times too. But is there are there a, is there a player or some players that you might see that are kind of poised to maybe have a little bit more of a jump or a leap just based on what you've seen early on this year? Ah, uh, too early to tell. But I will let you know when I do tell. But right <laughs> now, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that anybody's making. I think the unit is doing a great job of of attacking the off season and. 
in the limited form we can because we're still in a pandemic. But I like their attitude and their approach of how they're attacking it. But I'm going to be honest with you, it's always going to be hard for me to call an individual name out. I think that's uh, that's that's all we have, Coach. I, I appreciate so much uh, taking the time to talk to us. Awesome, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all staying? Yeah, I know you in Atlanta. Are you safe, too? Um, you good? Yeah, I'm in uh, Tallahassee with you, so yeah, I'm in the, with the tornado right now. So yeah, all we, right, man. We, you better we get got under that Yeah, you better <laughs> cover up the windows, dog. It's getting real out here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Have a good day. I appreciate you. All right, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Derek.